Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time it is, wherever you are, and welcome to the Help Sheffield podcast, episode 36. And as we have these days, we have an interview with someone local, and we have me, Elf One, and today we have <laughs> Aaron Brown, who is appearing from Steel Mecca magazine. Good afternoon, Aaron. Hi there, are you okay? I'm good. I'm just about to do a podcast with a man who I can't see because he's not on my Zoom. I'm used to seeing an image there, but I don't want... Oh, he came just up online in. saying that, I mean, you're welcome to... If I can share it, you're welcome to. Um, I didn't even realise I could see you. I just thought it was something you had done at your side. Well, No, no, you're just a name. Anyway, <laughs> right, we digress. Okay. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> you can't even see this beautiful ball gown I've put on for you as well. I'm now you've said that, I don't want to see. We're all right. I, I'm, I'm only dressed on the top half, so, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, we digress. So Yeah, we do. From, I've said Aaron. You're not, are you an Aaron or are you an Aaron? Uh, officially, it's Aaron, but most people call me Aaron. Um, no. So I will go with either. I really don't mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is going to have to be edited out at this point. <laughs> it wasn't like, what's this mess of a podcast? So um, from Steel Mecca Magazine. So if for those of um, our listeners who aren't familiar with Steel Mecca Magazine, give us a rundown, Aaron, of what you are and what you do and where you hang about. Okay. So basically, it is a magazine focusing on Sheffield that looks at the community, the business and the cultural side. Different to many of the other publications for the fact that it is written by the people of the, the city. So anyone, Joe Bloggs, who likes Morris dancing, Mr. Smith, who's set up a new business, uh, Barbara, who loves walking a dog, whatever people want to write about, then we'll look to publish. And it just is a different take on things. What we find is it's a little, little bit more engaging than what people are used to. And that's exactly what we want. We also limit like things like advertising. I know a lot of the publications out there at the moment, understandably, are financed through advertising, but we don't believe that that should be the detriment of the actual content. You know, maybe only 15% of the magazine has actually carries adverts. The rest of it is anything. We have recipes, historical pieces, business startups. We have local community groups. We have people like, like home cinemas, escape rooms, all sorts we have on a, on a week, on a monthly basis. So you were a monthly publication. I know you were paper-based and then the pandemic hit. Are you now online? Are you going back to paper? How is that working We've out? always been online. We've we've been pushing the subscription like mailing list, so which is emailed out on a monthly basis at the start of the month. We started off with a print, up to 10,000 copies distributed, particularly across like kind of the west side of Sheffield, but also the city centre, Callum Island, parts of S20 as well, and then around commercial businesses. When we get, kept on getting hit by the lockdowns, we retracted, stopped doing the print for obvious reasons. Every chance that we got, as soon as the lockdowns were lifted, we went back to print, which we've actually started doing and we've been doing again since February this year. So the intention was always to do a printed copy. I like something to pick up, hold, to read, to put down by the side of my chair. And I believe that a lot of the readers do as well. So we, we, we went straight back, first opportunity, back to a printed copy. And it's something the way I will certainly continue with. So you actually deliver them to people's houses? We do around about 8,000 down to people's houses. So this is S6, particularly around the Hillsborough area. We started at, at Stannington as well. S7 around Mill Houses, Carton Hall. Um, S10 around Crosspool. S11 around Greystones. We've just included Bents Green as well. Uh, we've been asked by a couple of people. We do S8 around Norton. That started last month. And then we've done S20 a couple of times. We've also started, when we first set, set up, we started on the tram network, 
we used to just drop them off. I got a couple of friends that worked on the tram network and we okay. got a really good response from just leaving them on seats in Metro holders or at the tram stop at Meadow Hall, which we're hoping to get back to doing again. And also they should, from next month, they'll be in Morrison stores as well at their uh, charity desks to pick up. I think I've had one once and I've not had one since. <laughs> I got it delivered it? to my house. I don't know. I just remember reading it. I, I've signed up online, so I would do read it online. But I think I had a paper copy and I've not had one since. I don't know if I upset what? your d- deliverer or not. <laughs> probably me uh, the issue that we've always had is is we do even up to 10,000 copies in a city the side of Sheffield it just doesn't touch you know it's such a a large city so we we have a sister publication called Pomfretian that's in Pontefract which has up to 5,000 now that's great for a city the si- a town the size of Pontefract because you're going to hit roughly one in five inhabitants in Sheffield you don't and it, it gets to that cut-off point. So we try to go where we get demand. So it may well be that we've done parts of where you live. So, for example, say if you lived in S6, we'd done that. We didn't get the people subscribing to the mailing list or their interaction online. So we may well have, have looked at another area. So this is like what we did with Bent Green and Callum Island. We've been asked by a couple of people on the Steel Mecca uh, Facebook group about Callum Island we live there, where can we pick up a copy? So we decided to distribute around that area within about 45 minutes of us starting. Phil, who works for Purple Bricks, who's been supportive, been there with us from the beginning, messaged me to say somebody's phoned up to book evaluation in. So we knew straight (laughs) away that they're having people interacting and we're not necessarily saying that's the advertisers, but that might just be. A good example was Norton. We started at Norton last week, uh, last month, sorry, our front cover this month is by an artist from Norton right. because he picked up a copy, saw what we're about, wanted to submit some artwork, which we did put on the front cover. So wherever we get that interaction, we, we will continue with. And it, what we try to we do is we don't want to just set it out and say, right, every month we're going to be doing it. And even if we just slog at a dead horse, because there's going to be areas of Sheffield that will be saturated, like S11, they get great vine, they get you know exposed, there's, they get... 101 magazines, they probably, some people just think, God, this is just another one. So we might well go where we get a, a better response from people. So that might be why we didn't continue where you are. But if, you know, be more than happy to find out where you live after and uh, I've appointed to a place where you can pick one up or more than happy to post one out each month. Yep, no worries. And where did you, how did it start and what prompted you to do so? As I say, it's, there's many magazines in Sheffield, but there's nothing like what we do. I stumbled across the magazine in Pontefract. We were doing some work up there, and our sister magazine, Pomfretian, is, is a very similar copy. And I loved it. I loved the fact it was focused on Pontefract, what Pontefract was about. Pontefract, like Sheffield, are very, very proud people, very proud of the history. And I thought, wow, if we could replicate that in Sheffield, with the Sheffield market of, you know, in excess of 500,000 people, we could really do something. And, and it came from that wanting to, to maybe offer a voice for people that haven't got one. If you think back to some of the people that have written articles in the magazine, yeah. we've had also you know, local historians, people starting up a business from scratch, people starting up a business because they've been forced to have, having lost the job due, due to COVID. And, and he's, he's really empowering from my side of view. I mean, if we're looking at it from a business point of view, it's a terrible idea. You know, you want to fill it with <laughs> as many adverts as possible, make as much money. But it was never about that. It was never about the bottom line. And um, and hopefully that shows. 
So you've said there that you're looking for people to contribute. How would people find you and how would they get in touch with you and send you things? Well, online. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. It never comes naturally to me, that side. I mean, I look at your following 25,000 plus and see, you know, you're a natural at it. I see some of your interactions that you have online. Never comes natural to me that you can contact us that way. Alternatively, uh, feel free to, to email us at hello at steelmecca.co.uk. And as I say, it could be anything. I I like random. So it doesn't have <laughs> to be something like, you know, we think of the, the our sister magazine. We had uh, a local lady who had written poetry all her life and never had the guts to actually do anything with it. Okay, she right. took the courage, sent a poem through, and they gave it a double-page spread. That went out to 5,000 homes. You know, maybe 15,000 people looked at it, 15,000 sets of eyes of something that she'd been doing as a bit of a secret passion project for years. And I love that idea. Whatever it may be, you might think other people might not be interested, but I almost guarantee that there will be other people interested. They just maybe don't know about it. It just makes me think about, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, a bit of a sideline from Sheffield, but there's an account called Fess Hole where people email them in and they just put confessions of people anonymously onto Twitter. <laughs> it's quite an interesting read. So people might be doing secret poetry, but they're doing much weirder things on Fess Hole, trust me. Is it um, like uh, Simon Mayo's confession? Is it that sort of thing where people are yes, writing about things they did like 20 years ago that yeah. they been able to get over? Yes. There's okay. lots of, I've some, not seen that. <laughs> There's lots of oddness in there, but it is quite entertaining. It passes an hour or two. Where do you, obviously, you're looking for more articles. Do you see your, the publication expanding? Where do you think you're heading with the old magazine? I really don't know. Sounds familiar. I mean, when, <laughs> when we look at... Pardon? Sounds familiar. Sounds like Help Sheffield. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> I mean, when you look at expanding, you think, well, that would be more copies. And yeah, that could be something that we could look at. What we also try to do, if you ever get a physical copy of the magazine, we use a better quality paper. You know, it's an uncoated paper. It's not your cheap silk paper that some of the publications use. We want to make an impact. And you think, well, you know, we could print another thousand if we just went to a cheaper paper and we did less pages or we did, you know, even down to the basic things like the font that we use is a larger font. So people that struggle to read can read it. Uh, you know, we don't just try to cram as many in there to try and get as many adverts it's all been thought through to think, well, maybe if it is an older person that's reading it and they may struggle with their eyesight, I think, well, why should they lose out on something that might be really relevant to them just simply because the text is too small? And a prime example is when I first started this up, I never mentioned anything to my nan about what I was looking at doing. Yeah. And she lives up at Stannington in a ward and assisted accommodation. And I left one and she gets one of these other local magazines. And I asked, can I do some market research and can I take one of your magazines? And yeah, I've never read it. I left her a copy of my magazine and she came back and I was chatting to her about it, not realizing that it was my magazine and she'd read it. And I was like, oh, uh, that's the exactly, that's what you're what looking, for. looking for. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. So to, uh, the future for the magazine, I'd like to take more pages. Uh, that would be a preference. I'm also looking at stockists. So this is places that are willing to, hold copies uh, so each month we would drop them off we would ask people who wanted one who maybe don't have it delivered in their area to collect one so this could be cafes bars restaurants hairdressers doctors dentists wherever what we would do is simply say well you know you live in s4 uh, right we've actually got joe's cafe and 
you can go down, you can pick one up, you can take one away from, yeah. And what we will do is any that aren't collected at the end of the month, we'll take and we'll recycle ourselves. And um, what we can do is offer them business listings on the website to help boost their business in any way. Just ask people to visit their site. So that's probably a way that we'd look to expand. So I think you answered my two standard questions, which are, what are you doing to help Sheffield? You're doing two things, I suppose. You're giving people who haven't been published before, or even if they have, or anybody, an opportunity to get published. And then for people who want a different kind of magazine, get access to something like that. Do you do anything sort of charitable? I don't know why I'm asking that. I've just popped into my head. (laughs) No, we do. We support at least two charities in each edition. So when we started out, it was like Bluebell Wood, Pacers. They've been both been fantastic. Dave and Julie down there. Erica, who I think has been on one of your podcasts from yeah. S4C. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another strong supporter. And we've had some other smaller charities as well. We've supported some larger ones like Oxfam. They've got a shop that was reopening after lockdown. So we always try to support two charities in each edition. And this could be something as simple as just an editorial chatting about them, about what they were doing, or it could be if they've got a particular event coming up. So again, having that community and that cultural side, we want to engage. So if anyone's got any charity organisations that they want to get out there, you know, we're a big believer in social media is fantastic, but there is a large section out particularly the Sheffield Society that I don't have any social media presence at all, but would actually be really interested in receiving something and, chatting you know something like s4c is a prime example a charity they're organized you know that's particularly focused on the older market yeah so they might instagram some might but i suspect most probably won't have instagram accounts and twitter accounts and things like this i have been signed i've almost signed myself up to go and do some training of older folk in a a care home to how to use the internet and open up the world of um, nonsense to them so Um, true Uh, he's I mean, I've just been doing some family research, some ancestry searches, and, you know, I've got several family members now that are really interested in that, and it's such an easy thing to do. You know, gone are the days when you have to go down to all the registry officers and, you know, try to visit Cheltenham to go to their registry office, et cetera, now yeah. online, and, and just and a lot of it's just that confidence. Yeah, and it gives you an access to the communication and a portal to get out there. Funny you should mention searching your family tree. Someone's currently doing my family tree online. And all that happens, I get an email that says, this person's found this person who might be in your family. Do you agree? And I put yes. And they're just building my family tree for me. I've not done a thing. (laughs) Well, John, who I think has also been on one of your podcasts, he's been fantastic. So when I first looked at starting this, I put on one of the Sheffield history groups on Facebook. I'm looking at starting a magazine. Would anyone be interested in writing for it? Somebody tagged John into the comment. And then John from there has, has been phenomenal. And, and he's like my little terrier. So I like we, we've got an advertiser this month who was advertising a property development in S2, just around the corner from Norfolk Park. He's obviously got interest there at Manor Lodge. And, and I just said, John, can you do me an article this month on Norfolk Park? Gone away, done a 600-word article on, on something unique. And this is where it, it's great. And John did the exact same for my ancestry. I said, John, I'm, I'm, I could do with your help. And he came back and he researched it back to 1712. <laughs> Thanks, John, I only needed a bit of help. <laughs> You've just done it for me. But this is one of the good things about Steelmaker. It's opened up so many doors for me personally, um, away from everything else about trying to run it as a, as a project. He's, he's, I've really enjoyed it. I think that's. Uh, I think Sheffield's good for that. I've made a lot of contacts through doing help Sheffield. I don't know if any of them wanted to be contacted, but I've found them anyway. <laughs> See just, what happens. 
one of the things when somebody once spoke to me about Steelmaker and said, you know, what is it? What can you explain it to me? And I, I always used to say it as well. Imagine you're on a bus and you're listening into the conversation with two people in front, and it's exactly that. It's just a snapshot of what's happening every day in Sheffield, what's happening in everyday life. People are starting businesses, people are setting up organizations, people are doing community events, people are just engaging with other people in Sheffield. And we're really unique. You know, I, I've been on holiday and you hear that Sheffield twang and yeah. you, you hear pricks <laughs> up straight away. And even though it, you know, it's a series of villages as uh, June edition from cover shows, it's a series of villages and we're all, where are you from? Mosborough and me, but we all come under the umbrella of Sheffield. And we're, we're, I think most people are proud to be from Sheffield. I certainly am. That's happened to me twice in my life, finding Sheffield or very near people in the middle of nowhere that have um, turned out to be quite <laughs> helpful. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I, I once got stranded on a mountain on a hillside in Australia because the vehicle I was in broke down. I just heard two people talking in a cafe and I'm um, like, they're from neighbors. <laughs> Let's start talking to them. Uh, next minute, they've driven us 90 kilometers out of their way to take us to a hotel. <laughs> and then the next question was, have you tried Anderson's Relish? <laughs> yeah, it always comes like up. What, what football team do you support? What side at City are you from? Do you drink? Do you like Anderson's Relish? These are the staple <laughs> questions that everyone from City must know. And then the other occasion was meeting two blokes in um, Venice, and they were doing the biennial festival thing there. They were sort of talking to this cafe, and I, I said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Oh, like we're, we're doing this um, art installation." I said, "Oh, what are you done?" He said, "We've put two light bulbs in a box, and everyone's gone mad for it. It's absolutely ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> But Which okay. is now so it's like the new Banksy or something like that. Yeah, I'd, I'd be quite interested to know if they um, ever listen to this podcast and find out who they were. I thought that was quite an entertaining conversation. That just epitomises somebody from Sheffield. It's you know what very down to worth. <laughs> Pardon a, a chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. In most cases, I mean, I look back at my previous career and the amount of people who became successful just by taking a chance. And, oh, yeah. and having that Sheffield personality and it, and it, it transfers. I, I'm, you know, hopefully it comes across. I'm really proud of my city and, and whenever I've been anywhere else and, you know, they'll make fun of us about having gravy on everything and, you know, strong in the arm, thick in the head sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but you won't meet a more honest person than a Sheffielder. And no matter what, you, you might need some help. My car broke down not too long ago. I know I must have had three or four different sets of people all asking to see if they can help. Wonderful. I can't guarantee that that would happen in some of the other cities in the UK. And this is not to detriment of them. I just think it's a, it's a plaudition to Sheffield. I agree with you. I, 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 that's why I try to get rid of any pessimism. When someone, if I said, ask a question on Help Sheffield about the city centre, and it's always, yes, parking's too expensive. Yeah, but there's some good things, isn't there? And actually, parking yeah. in Sheffield's much cheaper than most other major cities in the country. Exactly. And if you're looking at it, yeah, maybe, but it's relative to the place that you're in. You know, you go down to London, you look at what the, the parking prices are there, yeah. and you think, well, actually, I should be quite grateful. You know, we look at, the green spaces that we've got in Sheffield, I, I, from where I live, and I, and I live on the east side of Sheffield, not the affluent side. I've got dozens of parks all within 15 minutes walk from where I live. I think lockdowns really helped me in terms of that. I've just found so many places that I never heard of. I just keep wandering yeah. into places and wandering down generals and whatever and just going, oh, there you go. This is a new adventure. Just Not keep the, walking. It's the willingness to take a chance because before you would have think, well, I've got limited time now. I don't want to just go and explore because it might turn out to be absolute dog mess. Yeah. And I've wasted an afternoon that I've got off work where then you were kind of like, well, actually, yeah, let's go down. I've never been down this lane. I've never been here before. And because you'd obviously got that where you weren't looking at going, you know, you were restricted to how far you could go. 
you explored where you lived more. We did. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids hated it. Another <laughs> bloody walk. But it was random where you just got to go to. And, you know, we've got like the Winkerbank Fort up here and, and stuff. And we just, there's nothing to see. But it was great to know that we could actually, well, you can roughly see the outline. Yeah. Something we spoke about before being touched on at school and now to actually physically go. Would have never done that in, in any normal circumstances because there was never much to see. But then it was an excuse to get out. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how many of mine have ended up in the pub. It's just really coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to sit in a beer garden now. Yeah, just anything. Just not bothered what I do. <laughs> just get me out. I don't care where well, I go, got what three, I do. Well, I've got a three-week-old three, month, uh, three week old baby now. So that's none, none of that's happening anymore for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My life's on. <laughs> It'll get back to normal before long in all many ways, hopefully. Is there anything you want to add, Aaron? Um, I think we've um, we've detoured into a private life conversation about um, COVID, which I always like to do on a, a podcast, but I sometimes wonder that I might bring it back to a magazine every once in a while. Oh, it, well, it's such an important point of our lives, isn't it, COVID? And we've, uh, well, I set this up in, and it went live, the first edition in February. I was on Radio Sheffield, et cetera, and it, and it, it seemed to go fantastic. And then March lockdown happened, and it was like, well, you know, that magazine that we did one edition of, unfortunately, I don't know when we're going to do another printed copy. And it, it was demoralising. One of the things that, that really built me back up just before Christmas, and I put this on Twitter, I was doing a dropping off around Greystones and a lady stopped me and said, I really like this magazine. And I was like, oh, fantastic. That's just what I wanted to hear. She said, I, I look forward to it coming. And um, my friend likes it at Bent Screen, which is one of the reasons why we now deliver at Bent Screen. <laughs> friend liked reading it and she used to take it round. Yeah, I, I love anything like that. It's been a tough slog, mainly due to COVID, but it's it's yeah. worth it. Good, good. More so yeah, so elbow. basically just to summarise, if anyone's got anything at all that they want to add, challenge me. See how, how <laughs> weird we- and wonderful it can be. As long as it's got the heart in the right place. We don't do politics. We don't do local council stuff. We're not interested in anything like that. We stay well clear. we asked numerous times. We just am staying well clear of it. And as long as it's not um, judgmental on a, on, a, on any particular person, yeah, send it through. I'll be really interested in reading it. And that was at hello at steelmecca.co.uk. You might have to spell steelmecca. Obviously, I know it's what that is. S T E L M E K E R, which is the traditional name of a person from Sheffield. If you uh, oh. if you stopped somebody, so like in Pontifact, it's a Pomfretian, and you know, like we, we had Dar and stuff like that. But Steelmecca's the um, traditional name of somebody from the city. Oh well, I never knew that. Uh, you know, um, if it came up in a pub quiz, you'll. You said if you ever comes up in a pub quiz, and then you stopped abruptly. All oh, right, I said, I said you'll know now. Okay, yep, I will. I'll take that forward. Right. Thank you very much, Aaron. Um, Aaron, I'll, I'll get one or other. You said you didn't mind, so I'll, I'll butcher it both ways. And that uh, was the Help Sheffield podcast, episode number 36. And I will publish that onto the internet web when I've done all the lovely editing. I don't think there's too much, but we'll get there. So um, thank you very much. And that's Steel Mecca Magazine. Have a look for it. Thank you, people. Cheers, Aaron.